Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and this is the Faith for Today broadcast and today we are looking in this broadcast at the power of our words and we're talking about if you and I say, if we say so. Now let's go together in Mark, Mark's Gospel chapter 11, hallelujah, verses 22 and 23 and in verse 22 Jesus answering said to them, to the disciples, have faith in God. Now others have brought out, have the faith of God. This is the God kind of faith. And the Amplified says, have faith in God constantly. For verily, 23rd verse, I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be you removed and be you cast into the sea and shall not doubt in their heart, but shall believe that those things which they say shall come to pass, they shall have whatsoever they say. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. They shall have whatever they say. Now we looked, uh, we've looked at what we believe. We looked at what we think. We looked at, uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, in this past week, I know we were looking at words of faith, how faith words, we've talked a lot about how faith words come, how we keep faith words, we, we get the words before our eyes, we hear them. There are certain times where if we're really trusting God for something, we're listening to that. We're hearing that preached. We're getting those scriptures before our eyes if we need to every day, if we need to multiple times in a day, feeding faith in that area, nourishing faith in that area. And uh, let's go to, let me go to my notes, make sure I, we go the right way here. Thank you, Father, for your helping. Let's go to John, the seventh chapter, verses 40 to 46. John 7, 40 to 46. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. John 7. And here we see many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, Of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ comes of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said to them, Why have you not brought him? Now they were given orders to take him in. And what was their response? In the 47th verse, Then answered them the Pharisees, Oh, excuse me, 46th verse. The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Thank you, Lord. Never man spake like this man. The Amplified Classic says, The attendants replied, Never has a man talked as this man talks. No mere man has ever spoken as he speaks. Now Jesus was not putting on. Jesus was making it very clear. You find this in John the 5th chapter that whatsoever he heard the Father say, he would say. Whatsoever he'd see the Father do, he would do. Jesus didn't just go and do things as he wanted to. He was submitted to God continuously. There'd be times where there would be a whole, I'm thinking now, the pool of Bethesda, 
uh, if I'm saying that right. But there was that pool, and they were waiting. At that time, they say that there was an angel that would come and stir the pool, and the first one that got in would get healed. So the whole pool is surrounded by people in need of healing, just desperately looking for their opportunity to be healed. And Jesus walks through, walks by the vast majority of all these, walks to one man who was impotent, and by the Spirit of the Lord, by the directing of the Father, heals this man and leaves. Leaves all these other ones still in need of healing without being changed at all. And goes right back to where he came from. You can see Jesus operating like this. You and I can't operate any differently. And there can be things going on that unless we're prompted of God to speak that thing, and talk that over that situation, we have nothing to faithfully do. And if it means someone being left in disease or disorder, if God's given us nothing to say over that, we have nothing to faithfully do. Jesus operated like this. He's our master. We can't do differently and expect better results. And um, now let's go into Mark. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 4. Verse 31, thank you, Lord. Luke 4, 31. Thank you, Father. You and I create the reality that we live in by our words. And simply starting the day saying some things as a for instance, getting up, racing to get ready, and what comes out of the mouth? Oh, I'm going to be late. Oh, my hair just won't sit right. Oh, oh man, my makeup. Oh, my goodness, I knew I should have. What's going on? Creating. And then before you know it, in the car, oh, man, minutes behind. Oh, man, I knew I should have. I knew this is not helping. It's creating what we don't want. And if we don't, it's no different than uh, James likens it to a rudder of a ship. And there's, you know, now we, we have a little bit more control over that rudder. But if that rudder is not held, it will cause us to go wherever. The uh, winds and the tide, you know, the, the water movement determines where to go. We have to angle it right. And the same goes with our mouth. There's certain, we have to angle our mouth right. I may be so pressed. There's times where I'll say, thank you, Lord, we have more than enough time. Why am I saying that? Because I'm pressed like I'm behind right now. Like I don't have what I need to have to finish this. God said I'd have more than enough of every good thing. Jesus said I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I should have more than enough time to do the work I'm supposed to do in the best way possible. So I expect to have not just enough time, but more than enough time. So instead of saying, oh man, what am I going to do? Come on, we need to quicken up. Instead of saying that, what is not going to build up something good, I come back to thank you, Father, for giving me more than enough time to do everything I'm supposed to do. Thank you, Lord. And even as we get that in our mouth, then he'll even show us some things. Don't do that. That's not important. Set that aside. But do this. And, 
and you realize things you would have done now you're not because why you were a you were willing to put God's things in your mouth and speak his things speak what was light what was life what was going to create the goodness of God and so now here in Luke 4 they said of Jesus never has anyone spoken like this it was remarkable to them and it's very interesting we're not going to go to those scriptures but you'll find that they spoke of the disciples they said they took note of them they said these are unlearned men and they said these have been with Jesus they took note that by the way they spoke by the way they conducted themselves that they had been with Jesus and one of the things that was brought out they're unlearned men how are unlearned men talking like this talking like that one whom never has any man talked like that with authority with power in what he spoke why because he was so closely aligned with the father he was so together with him so submitted to him and his will that when he said something you got all of heaven on that thing. It is bound to happen. And that's what you and I want in our families. When we say something, that thing is happening. There ain't no change about it. All heaven is on board with you and it's bound to take place. That's what we need in our churches. That's what we need in our businesses. That's what we need. When we say something, why? Because we're so closely aligned with God that he's on it. And if he be for it, it don't matter who's against it. It don't matter who don't like it. Try and go up against God. You're going to fail big time. And he puts that in our heart, gets it in our mouth, and then we just sit back and watch God go to work. Hallelujah. And here in, in verse, I think I said 31. Yeah, Luke 4, 31 to 36. And it says, And and it said he, 30th verse, he was passing through the midst of them, went his way and came down to Capernaum, 31st verse, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. The Amplified Classic says they were amazed at his teaching, for his word was with authority and ability and weight and power. His word. His word. Now, if you and I are like Jesus, if you and I are like the Master, then our word, our teaching, it's going to be with authority. It's going to be with ability. It's going to be with weight. It's going to be with power. The life of God will be on it. When we say it, God's in it. He's on it. It changes the very created things round about us. Causes the ground and earth to shake and tremble and be formed after God. It's what causes heaven to be upon the earth. When you and I say, it's okay, keep on the word. And uh, thank you, Jesus. And let's continue in that. And it said, and in the synagogue, 33rd verse, there was a man. Are there people in the church? that needs some freeing up. Obviously here there was, I sense in our places there may be too. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and he cried out with a loud voice, 
in the service. Oh, so disruptive. He's hollering. Ah! I don't know. Maybe he hollered like that. But he's hollering with a loud voice. He's disrupting the service. What does Jesus do about this? Notice, Jesus does what? He only does what he sees the Father do. He only says what he hears the Father say. And here, and 34th verse saying, uh, this person being directed, influenced by this unclean devil, is saying, crying out with a loud voice, let us alone. What have we to do with you? You Jesus of Nazareth. So Jesus is teaching and he's yelling out, being influenced by an evil spirit. What do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? That kind of disrupts the service, don't you think? And Jesus' response, they continue to say, Are you come to destroy us? This is the truth of the matter. It's that these evil spirits know all it takes is word, a word. And they are destroyed, completely done asunder, completely brought to nothing. All it takes is a word from God and a representative of Him. When you and I are ambassadors of Him and we speak a word from the living God, they are brought to zero, nothing, nada. And that's what they're expecting. Back to that verse. It said, are you here to come to destroy us? I know you who you are, the Holy One of God. 35th verse, and Jesus rebuked him, saying, hold your peace, come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the mist, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed, spake among themselves, saying, what a word is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. With authority and with power. With a word. They said, what word is this? There are people in our lives that need to hear us with a word. There'll be things happening in the house, and instead of complaining and groaning about it, Instead of talking about that problem, we look to the Father. He gives us a word, and we speak a word, and that thing changes. Maybe not instantaneously. We saw that in Mark 11. Jesus spoke a word to that fig tree. The next day, Peter saw it was withered up from the roots. He saw fruit to Jesus' fellowship with the Father. Jesus' fellowship with the Father gave him the knowing of what to say. His obedience to that fellowship caused that fruitfulness to take part. And what Jesus spoke was bound to occur. And you and I are made to be like him, made to be evermore in his image, just like him. Now let's look at, thank you, Jesus, Matthew chapter 16. He said, you shall have whatsoever you say. So what are you saying? What are we saying? It's important we take, uh, we take note of that. It'd be good for us to kind of come up on ourselves every so often and go, hmm, what are you talking about? What are you saying? What are you building today? That's what those words are doing. 
they're building, they're creating. And we can catch ourselves. Come on, come on pressured times, times where the deadline's coming near and we're seemingly behind and seems like we don't have enough, seems like we don't know what we need to do, seems like we need to come up on ourselves and go, hmm, what are you saying? What are you creating? What are you building right now? I know you're being pressed, but what are you building? What are you utilizing your words to create? Because you can create hell upon the earth if you want to, or you can let heaven have its way. You choose today. Now here, Matthew 16, 13. Thank you, Lord. We'll go up through verses 19. And it said, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And again, we, we've seen this. They said, Some say this, some say that. He said, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, 16th verse, and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. Notice, he got this from God, and he was willing to speak what he got from God. This is faith words. And he said, you know, you did not get this from flesh and blood, but my Father which is in heaven. You got heaven's words, Peter. God gave you heaven's words. What you just spoke were heaven's words. And um, 18th verse, And I say also to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hell is not supposed to prevail against this church, this one that's made like Jesus. 19th verse, And I will give to you, to who? The church. To the church. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. Heaven on the earth. Things that aren't allowed in heaven, you and I can bind it here. Not allowed to thieve from our house. Now, we don't have control over every place, over every person. It's not manipulative. It's not witchcraft. It's not sorcery. But if it has to do with our things, and we're doing what God showed us to do, it cannot touch ours if we bind it. There is absolutely, yes sir, there's no of that wicked, crooked stuff in heaven. And so if there is a seeming part of it that's trying to creep in on our places, we can get into this position and go, no, I bind that in Jesus' name. I forbid that function in the name of Jesus. You may not. Satan, I forbid you. You may not touch what pertains to us. And it is what causes hell to be pushed out and heaven to have its place. That's not the only part. Let's continue. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Are there some things? It, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind 
Whatever you declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. There are some things that need to be freed up that are heavenly and need to be here. There are some things you trust in God. This thing needs to be done. That thing needs to be established. That needs to come in now. Needs to need to speak over it. Be freed up in the name of Jesus. Come forth. Satan, we bind you. You take your hands off of it. Now be loosed in Jesus' name. You can talk this over your finances. Talk this over your income. Be released. Come forth in Jesus' name. Out of this earth's resources, out of this place, be added to us now in the name of Jesus. Angels, go forth. Bring it in in Jesus' name. See this? These are words of authority. Words of authority that are stopping this and allowing this. Heaven, come forth. Hell, be stopped. And who's it up to? It's not up to God. It's not up to Jesus. There are four different witnesses that make it very clear that if we don't do something about the enemy and his works, God cannot Jesus cannot. They gave it to us. We find that Matthew, if we, if we continue, in fact, let's... Uh, yes, sir, did we read all we need to there, Father? Yeah. Go with me to Matthew 18. And I'll, and I'll continue with that thought, so at the help of the Lord. Matthew 18, verses 15. Through 20. But as you're there, hold your spot there in Matthew 18, and I'm going to read to you Matthew, the end of Matthew, which is, I believe, 26. Hallelujah. And here in Matthew, again, just hold your place there, but I'm going to read to you in Matthew 28, verses uh, 18. Onward, It said, And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go you, therefore, and teach all nations. He's saying, I have the power. You go. You go with my power. So Jesus is a witness that we are to go exercising his power. And... Um, says, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Uh, thank you, Father. We find uh, James, he said this very thing. He gave us the directive that we were to um, submit ourselves to God and resist the devil. Uh, Peter says the same thing, that we are to submit ourselves to God, resist the devil. He will flee from us, is what these verses read. Then we find Paul was another that also witnessed to this, he said, give no place to the devil, which means it's up to us whether he has a place. So when it comes to words of authority, it's not waiting on God to tell, no, that must stop. There are a lot of believers that are still waiting. They're thinking they're waiting on God to come on over and go, that has to stop. That has to stop. No, that's up to us. 
there are some things in our places that even well-meaning people being influenced by wrong things are saying and treating, and it's up to us to go, Father, I trust you to judge right, to judge well. I forbid that in my place. I say that must stop in Jesus' name. I speak to that spirit, to that thing that's forbidden here, that will not. And I don't have to, we don't have to say that to any person. Notice we're not talking, people are not our problems. The spirits behind that are influencing are. And they know, that's what they were telling Jesus, are you come to destroy us before our time? They know that if we say, if we put the word, they must stop. They must go. They have no place. And uh, we can do that without having to say something publicly to a person. We can do it in our heart. We can do it right in the midst of that thing. Hallelujah. And as we do, we are allowing heaven to have its way. And what is hell upon the earth is stopping in our places. And heaven is now allowed because we're saying, now we, in our places that we work, we have the best help. Thank you, Lord, for releasing the best staff, the best scheduling, the best, uh, uh, yes, sir, all the best extra help, all the best equipment. We are we we thank you, Father. Uh, be freed up, be built up with the best in Jesus' name. Be kept in Jesus' name. We speak over you, equipment. You will not be hindered. You will not be delayed. You will work sharply. You will work well in Jesus' name. Do you see this? Now, this isn't just talking anything, but what's prompted in our heart. What's good and what's God? What is light and life? What is right? <clears throat> now, thank you, Father. Let's go back to that Matthew 18. There are things in our places that are awaiting loosening and binding by our behalf. It's part of how heaven will be found upon the earth. This is spiritual. This is supernatural. Thank you, Father. Matthew 18, verse 15 to verse 20. And says, Moreover, if your brother shall trespass against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he shall hear you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, then take with you one or two, one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto you as a heathen, as a heathen and a publican. Verily I say to you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We see this power, power in our words, power. Now, if we do not trust that Jesus would use us to speak this way, then we will not have the words in our heart. Remember, go back to what do we believe? Do we believe in our heart that God would use us to speak to some things around about us and go, no, that will not work here. I know I was sharing, my wife uh, tomorrow and I, we were talking the other day, and I was reminded of Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. <clears throat> and there'd be times where 
he'd be around some people and that uh, would would curse or do something. He underneath his breath on inside, he would say, "No, that that's forbidden." While I'm around here, and those things would not happen. They would not be cursing around him. There there would not be that. There would be a time I know I was sharing with her. He, he reminded the Lord reminded me about he was with a particular minister that was uh, known to be diabetic, and he said. Uh, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, he said, as long as I'm here with you, he was there, I believe, having a meeting and spending some time. And He said, as long as I'm here with you, you can eat cake and pie. You will not register high in your sugar levels. He said, as long as I'm here. You see, he was in the place. And he was knowingly taking authority, taking his part in his place. And if people don't give us place, we have no part to have authority. If they give us no place, we have no part. This is what Jesus, he said, when, when, when I send you out, you go to a particular place, say unto that place, if it's worthy, say peace to this place. And if it's worthy, your peace will be received. But if it's not, it will come back to you. And if they will not receive it, then it doesn't matter how much I'm willing to bind in this place or loose heaven on earth in this place, they won't get it. Not if they don't give me any place. And that's what he said. He, he had place with this gentleman. He said he was there. The guy would eat his pie, enjoy his pie, and not one time did he run high in his blood sugar levels. He said over the course of time, he, he didn't keep that confession up. He continued to have some of those high blood sugar levels. But while he was there, while Brother Kenneth E. Hagen was there, in that portion of time, that man testified. He said, no, I'm, I'm not registering high at all. It was remarkable. Well, that is supposed to be our norm, that we dictate the reality of our places. And there'd be things, it, it might happen in their church. It might happen in their ministry. I know we're closing on time here, but not in ours. Not in ours, not because we're something special, but because God is good to us. He's given us a duty to bind upon this earth what is hellish, devilish, does not need to be, and to loose heaven upon this place. And there will be people that will see God and experience heaven on earth because we have this wonderful faith that God has given to us and we love Him, and we will speak what He needs spoken, and we will create the wonderful place He needs today. Hallelujah. That is faith for today, my friends. We love you, we bless you, and we will see you soon.